Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manamem Abraham Goldhar, and the Rimmer Zechus Mod Katan, Daf Yud Gimel, the second parak, Misha Hafach. So the three drops are going to focus on number one. On the bottom Daf Yud Beis Am Beis, Rabbi Yumi asks Rabbi Zerah, Kivim Morachta Bamod Bameis, Maud Shihikunusum Banavachrav. Regarding someone who scheduled his work to be done on Cholamod and then died, did the Rabbanim penalize his sons by making them forgo the payment from his forbidden work? After the Gemara clarifies that this case is not like the Derisa case, where someone was penalized for his father blemishing a Bechor, nor is it like the case where someone was penalized for his father selling an Evid Kanadi to Anachri, the Gemara says the question is the following, Gavra Kanis Rabbanim Va'alesa, were the Rabbanim finding the man and he's no longer alive, Odilma Mamona Kanis Rabbanim Va'alesa, or perhaps the Rabbanim were penalizing his money and it's still here. Rabbi Yosef Rechanina said that we have a tradition regarding Shemitah. If one improved a field during Shemitah by fertilizing it, which is also the Rabbanan, and then died, his son may sow it in the year after Shemitah. So we see from here that in the case of the Rabbanan, the penalty is against the person, not his money. So too, in the case of work done on Chal Moed, the penalty is against the father, not his money, and therefore his son would not be penalized. Pointing to the next mission states, batim We may not buy homes, slaves, or animals on Cholomod. Unless it's to provide for the needs of the mode or for the needs of a seller who does not have anything to eat. Rav asks What's the regarding paying wages for work on Cholomod to a worker that doesn't have anything to eat? Was the Mishnah limited to a case of a needy seller, or does it include a case of a needy worker? Rav Nachman answered, what does the phrase, She'en yocho, that does not have anything to eat, come to include? The phrase, Letzorach for the needs of a seller, should have been sufficient. Does it not come to include Scharpu'ua, the wages of a worker? Rav rejected this proof, but Abai brought a support for it. And point number three, the third mission on the Daf states, We may cover figs with straw to protect them from the rain, and Rebuda says that we may even make it thick. To explain the mission, the Gemara brings Malchogs bin Rabbi Chiyabar Abin Rabbi Asi, who both stated their opinions in the name of Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochan. One said, that the term we may cover refers to covering the figs sparsely. We cover them with stalks of straw that are spread out so that the pile is not completely covered. The Tanakam holds that we may not cover them completely because of Uvda the Chol. It resembles a weekday activity. The phrase, we make it thick, refers to covering them closely with stalks of straw so that they are completely covered. Rav Yudah permits the straw to be laid as it is on weekdays in order to block out all moisture. The other opinion holds that machapin, we may cover, means that the straw can be laid out sparsely or closely. And the term ma'abin, we make it thick, refers to ma'abin oso kamin kri, making the figs into a pile to be covered. Rush explains that piling the figs makes it easier to cover. According to this, the Tanakhama does permit uvda the chol, but prohibits piling the figs because of tircha yasera, excessive exertion. So once again, the three points are number one. On the bottom of Daf yud beis ama beis, rabbi yurmi as rabbi zera, kiven malachd b'moed b'meis, moshe yikunusu banavachro. Regarding someone who scheduled his work to be done on Cholomot and then died, did the Rabbanim penalize his sons by making them forego the payment from his forbidden work? After the Gemara clarifies that this case is not like the Derisa case, where his son was penalized for his father blemishing a Bechor, nor is it like the case where his son was penalized for his father selling an Evakanani to a Nachri, the Gemara says the question is the following. Gavra Kanis Rabbanim Baha'lesa? Were the Rabbanim finding the man he's no longer alive? Or perhaps the Rabbanu were penalizing his money and is still here. Rabbi Yossi Barchanina said that we have a tradition regarding Shemitah, if one improved a field during Shemitah by fertilizing it, which is also mid the Rabbanan and then died, his son may sow it in the year after Shemitah. So we see from here that in the case of the Rabbanan, the penalty is against the person, not his money. So too, 
In the case of work done on Chal Moed, the penalty is against the father, not his money, and therefore his son would not be penalized. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, We may not buy homes, slaves, or animals on Chal Moed, unless it's to provide for the needs of the mode or for the needs of a seller who does not have anything to eat. What's the halacha regarding paying wages for work on a mode to a worker that does not have anything to eat? Was the Mishnah limited to a case of a needy seller or does it include a case of a needy worker? Rav Nachman answered, well, what does the phrase Shein Yocho, that does not have anything to eat, come to include? The phrase Letzor HaMocher, for the needs of a seller, should have been sufficient. Does it not come to include Scharpu'ula, the wages of a worker? Rabba rejected this proof, but Abai brought a support for it. And point number three, the third mission on the Daf states, We may cover cut figs with straw to protect them from the rain. And Rav Yudah says, we may even make it thick. To explain the mission, the Gemara brings the Malchoks between Rabbi Chibar Abba and Rabbi Asi, who both stated their opinions in the name of Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan. One said, that the term we may cover refers to covering the figs sparsely. We cover them with stalks of straw that are spread out so that the pile is not completely covered. The Tanakhama holds that we may not cover them completely because of Uvda de Chol. It resembles a weekday activity. Ma'abin Asmuchi, the phrase we make it thick, refers to covering them closely with stalks of straw so that they are completely covered. But Yudah permits the straw to be laid as it is on weekdays in order to block out all moisture. The other opinion holds that machapin we may cover means that the straw can be laid out sparsely or closely, and the term ma'abin, we make it thick, refers to ma'abin also kamin kri, making the figs into a pile to be covered. Rush explains that piling the figs makes it easier to cover. According to this, the Tanakhama does permit Ubdu the Chol, but prohibits piling the figs because of Tirkiya Sarah. Excessive exertion. All right, so now we go to our Simon Daphu Gimel, and our standard Simon is a Bar Mitzvah boy. A Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. The Bar Mitzvah boy decided to take his deceased father's earnings that came from working on Choa Moed and use them to pay workers who had nothing to eat, who were busy outside helping cover his cut figs with straw. Once again, in slow motion. The Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah boy. That must mean we're on Daf Yud Gimel. The Bar Mitzvah boy decided to take his deceased father's earnings that came from working on Choa Moed, which reminds us in the bottom Duff Yud Beis on Beis, Rabbi Yirmi asked Rabbi Zerah, Kiva Melakta B'Moed V'Meis, regarding someone who scheduled his work to be done on Choa Moed and then died, did the Rabbanim penalize his sons by making them forgo the payment from his forbidden work? Rabbi Yossi Bar said that we have a tradition regarding Shemitah that if one improved a field during Shemitah by fertilizing, which is also the Rabbanim, and then died, his son may sow it in the year after Shemitah. So we see from here that in the case of the Rabbanim, the penalty is against the person, not his money. So too, in the case of work done on Choa Moed, the penalty is against his father, not his money, and therefore his son would not be penalized. So, the Bar Mitzvah boy decided to take his deceased father's earnings that came from working on Choa Moed and use them to pay workers who had nothing to eat. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states that we may not buy homes, slaves, or animals on Choa Moed, El Moed, or unless it's to provide for the needs of the Moed or for the needs of a seller who does not have anything to eat. Ravas Rav Nachman, What's the luck regarding paying wages for work on Choa Moed to a worker that does not have anything to eat? Rav Nachman answered that the phrase that does not have anything to eat comes to include the wages of a worker. So the Bar Mitzvah boy decided to take his deceased father's earnings that came from working on Choa Moed and use them to pay workers who had nothing to eat, who were busy outside helping cover his cut figs 
withdraw. Which reminds us, the third mission of the Dov states, We may cover cut figs with straw to protect them from the rain. Where Yudah says that we may even make it thick. The Gemara brings Malchokas Amarim regarding what the terms covering and making thick refer to. So once again, the Bar Mitzvah boy decided to take his deceased father's earnings that came from working on Chola Moed and use them to pay workers who had nothing to eat, who were busy outside helping covers cut figs with straw. All right, now it's time for a poor blah back Hazara. Daf Tess, so the summer Daf Tess is a teapot. So here goes. The ladies enjoying two separate seven-day tea parties. Tea? That must mean we're on Daf Tess, teapot. The ladies enjoying two separate seven-day tea parties, making sure not to mix simchas, which reminds us that the source for Ein Ma'arvin Simcha B'Simcha, we do not mix one simcha with another simcha, comes from a puzzle regarding Shlomo's celebration of the dedication of the base of Migdash. Shiva's Yamim, Shiva's Yamim, Arvaseyom, for seven days, and for seven more days, 14 days. They celebrate for seven days before sukkahs, and then celebrate for seven days during sukkahs for a total of 14 days. The proof is from the redundancy of saying that they celebrate for 14 days when it had just stated that they had celebrated for seven days and seven more days. Shmamina, hani hani We can learn from this that the seven days of celebrating the dedication of the base and Mikdash are on their own, and the seven days of Sukkot are on their own, meaning that the Simchas were not mixed. So the ladies enjoying two separate seven-day tea parties, making sure not to mix Simchas, were aghast when one lady shared that the Jews ate on Yom Kippur when the base of Mikdash was dedicated, which reminds us that the year of the dedication of the base of Mikdash, Kaiswell did not keep Yom Kippur. They made the following Kabbalah Homer. If by the dedication of the Mishkan, whose Kedusha is not everlasting, and we're dealing with the individual Karbanis of the Nasim, yet it was Doch Shabbos, which is in Nisar Skila, then all the more so by the dedication of the base of Migdash, whose Kedusha is everlasting, and the Karbanis of the Tzibor, and in Yom Kippur, the Onish is only Karas, that the celebration should override Yom Kippur. So the ladies enjoying two separate seven-day tea parties, making sure not to mix simchas, were aghast when one lady shared that the Jews ate on Yom Kippur when the base of Migdash was dedicated. And another one was told her grandson shouldn't leave learning if someone else can pour the tea. Which reminds the Gemara resolves a seeming contradiction between two psukim regarding the issue of whether mitzvahs are equal to Talmud Torah by explaining, that here in the Pasuk that mitzvahs do not compare to Talmud Torah, it refers to a mitzvah that can be performed by others. Therefore, one who is learning should let someone else do the mitzvah. Whereas here, in the Pasuk that implies the mitzvahs are equal to Talmud Torah, it refers to a mitzvah which cannot be done by others. Therefore, a person winning should stop learning and perform the mitzvah. Daf Yud, so the similar Daf Yud is a minion of Yidin. So here goes. The minion of Yidin, minion of Yidin, that must be more Daf Yud. The minion of Yidin wearing messed up hems that they sewed on Cholamoed, which reminds us the Mishnah stayed ahead of Yotor for Gedarcho. A layman may sew in his usual way during Cholamoed. The Gemara in Ardav has what's considered a layman. And the Yeshiva Rebbe Yana answered, whoever's unable to skillfully pull a needle of stitches through the fabric at the same time. But Yossi Barchanina said, whoever cannot form a straight hem on the bottom of his garment. So the minion of Yin wearing messed up hems that they sewed on Cholamoed had time to go out to the field to collect some large twigs for the Shul's Cholamoed bonfire. Which reminds us, if one only takes large twigs and leaves the small ones when clearing a field, then it appears his intentions for gathering wood to fuel a fire, which is permitted on Cholamod. But if he takes both the large and small twigs, it appears that his intention is to clear the field so that he can plant, which is forbidden. So the minion of Yidin wearing messed up hems that they sewed on Cholamod had time to go out to the field to collect some large twigs for the Shul's Cholamod bonfire. 
because their shops were closed with a chag for merchandising. Which reminds us, Rav said in his eighth ruling, any amount of merchandising in Chomot is prohibited, Rav Yosef Baravin said. But in the case of a loss, it is permitted. Rashi explains that if the person will have a loss if he does not sell it on Chomot, but where a loss is not prevented by selling it specifically on Chomot, it is forbidden. Daf Yudalv. So the simmer Daf Yudalv is stars, like the 11 stars in Yosef's dream. So here goes. The handyman from Five Star Layman repairs Five Star Stars. That must be more Daf Yudalv. The handyman from Five Star Layman repairs who put together a railing made of palm and laurel branches on Cholamoed, which reminds us in the next mission of states, Osi Makala Gagal Merpesas Maizahedjot Avomaizahuman. We may make a railing for a roof or a balcony in the work of a layman, but not the work of a craftsman. The Gemara is what is considered Maizahedjot, and Rabbi Yosef says, with palm branches and laurel branches. A brisotata can be done by piling stones on top of one another and not cementing them with mortar. So the handyman from Five Star Layman Repairs who put together a railing made of palm and laurel branches on Cholomoed and used their silent large saw to fix a door lintel, which reminds us there was a contradiction between our mission, which said repairs can be done on Cholomoed, provided they weren't intended to be done then, and a mission of Maishushin that said until the days of Yochum Kongadol, the hammer would bang in Yushan, which implies that only until his days working with tools was permitted, but afterwards it became prohibited. Three answers are given, one of them being our mission is dealing with large saws, which produce no noise, whereas the other mission is dealing with axes, which make noise. So, the handyman from Five Star Layman Repairs, who put together a railing made of palm and laurel branches on Cholamoed, and used their silent large saw to fix a door lintel, got a call to help a distressed man who had just turned over his olives to press them when he suddenly became an avo. Which reminds the Gemara notes that the opening mission of the second parak began with the case of mourning and concluded with what to do in the case of Cholamoed and never came back to what should be done in the Bailas. Rav Shishi Brady Ravidi said that this tells us that things are permitted during Cholamoed are forbidden to do during a Bailas. Ravashi disagrees and says the Mishnah is presenting the halachos in the form of a Loma boy. It's not necessary to state that the Malachah is permitted during a Bailas in the case of financial loss, since the prohibition not to do Malachah is only the Rabbanan. But even during Cholamod, when the prohibition against Malachah is at the Raisa, the Malkam Seda, Sharu Rabbanan, in the place of financial loss, the Rabbis permitted the Malachah. Dafyud base, so the Sim Dafyud base is 12 brothers. So here goes. The 12 brothers, 12 brothers, that must be one Dafyud base. The 12 brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build them a mega treehouse outside the Tchum, which reminds us, Shmuel said, Mekabli Kibos Betochot Tchum Aser. The rule for entering into a contract to complete a specified project is that if the work is to take place inside the Tchum, it's forbidden to enter the contract with non-Jews if they'll perform it on Shabbos. For a Jew might see them and suspect that they were hired for work on Shabbos. Chutz Tchum Mutter, if the work is for outside the Tchum, then it's mutter to enter a contract with non-Jews even if they'll perform work on Shabbos for no Jews will see them. But the Gemara brings additional qualifications for even work done outside the Tchum. So the 12 brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build them a mega treehouse outside the Tchum saw his kusi cousin who kept some halachas and not others hanging around on Cholomod, which reminds us what Chama bar said in the name of Rab, Hilchus Mod Kilchus Kusim Behalacha. The laws of Cholomod are like the laws of the Kusim regarding deciding halacha. That just like the Kusim, if they observed one specific mitzvah, it didn't apply they observed a similar mitzvah. So to regarding Cholomod, we cannot say that one kula in the halachas of Cholomod can serve as a basis for another kula. Abai said, we have a tradition, Hilchus Mod Kilchus Shabbos, that the laws of Cholomod are like the laws of Shabbos. Yesh Mehen Pater Abba Aser. For some of them, the person is putter from punishment, but the act is forbidden, and some of them are completely mutter. So the 12 brothers who contracted a non-Jew to build them a mega treehouse outside the Tchum saw his kusi cousin who kept some halachas and not others hanging around on Cholomoed. So they schlepped their heavy beams into the house because he was a known 
thief. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, Amachni Sadan Peirosov Mifnei Al-Ganavim. On Cholmod, a person can bring his fruits into the house because of thieves. The Gemara brings a brace that taught, Ubevadji Yachnisim Batsino Tokbeso. Provided he brings the fruits into his house in private so that no one will see him and assume that it's generally permitted to do so. Rav Yosef had some heavy beans that could not be left outdoors and he brought them into his house during the day. He explained that daytime can be considered doing it in private for if he did it at night, he would need additional men and torches, which would also be noticeable. All right, now it's time to conclude our 10-question pop quiz, plus three bonus questions from previous Masechtas. Number one, which definitely that one is not allowed to enter contract with a non-Jew to perform specified work within the tomb if the non-Jew is going to work on Shabbos? That's on Duff. Yud base. Good. Number two, which stuff do we have regarding what is permitted when it comes to covering cut figs on Cholamoed? That's on Duff. Yud Gimel. Good number three. Which stuff did we learn that a hediot is permitted to sow on Cholamoed? That's on Duff. Yud. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn that a only prohibited tools that make noise on Cholamoed, not a large silent saw? That's on Duff. Yud Alf. Good number five. Which stuff do we learn that one can make a maka on Cholamoed using palm and laurel branches? That's on Duff. Yidolf. Good number six. Which of doing that any amount of business is prohibited on Cholamoed? That's on Duff. Yud. Good number seven. Which stuff do we have whether the halachas of Avelos are more chamur than the halachas of Cholamoed or not? That's on Duff. Yidolf. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn if one worked on Cholamoed and then died, his son may keep his earnings? That's on Duff. Yud Gimel. Good number nine. Which stuff are four reasons given as to why we do not get married on Cholamoed? That's on Duff. Ches. Good. And number ten. Which stuff do you know that the laws of Cholamoed are like the laws of the Kusim? You cannot derive one from the other. That's on Duff. Yud Beis. Good. Now the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff did we learn the story of Nakdimon ben Gurion and the twelve wells of water? That's on Duff. Yotesantinus. Good. Number two. Which stuff did we learn? Chayvinish of Osumi Bapuria and the incident with Rabba and Rabbi Zera. That's on Duff. Zion and Megillah. Good. And number three. Which stuff were two reasons given as to why Daryavesh soured? That's on Duff. Dalad and Rosh Hashanah. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.